0: Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Padar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz.
1: Hey, Liz, are you ready? I'm totally ready, Jody. Are you ready? I'm going to throw it back to you today. <laughs> well, this is your thing today. We're talking all about content marketing. I know, it, it's kind of interesting, you know, um, I always like to consider myself a journalist, but I've really, in the last recent years, gotten into more content marketing, and it's like such a fast-moving beast. Um, I'm really excited to have... Randy on the show today because I think he's just going to bring a whole, he's going to be basically blowing minds because before I, before I formally introduce him, I just want to read this thing that was on their website, um, which I thought was amazing. It was that, you know, they're trying to reinvent marketing. So customers today want to be helped, not sold to. And hence, landing pages filled with marketing talk don't convert anymore. <laughs> and while eBooks and white papers are great, the customer is inundated with too much content and doesn't have the time to consume all of it. Hence, we need interactive content, content that engages the customer by making it a part of the narrative instantly. So, I mean, I've read that and I was like, oh, I'm going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Liz. I, You're like, Wait, I, whole on that. <laughs> I have to get back into <laughs> journalism. But um, yes. Yeah, so so but I want to introduce Randy and get him on and so he can start talking to us about what he actually does. So, so Randy uh, Reyes is the co-founder of Outgrow, a growth marketing platform focused on increasing customer engagement and boosting demand generation through highly converting calculators and viral quizzes. He is passionate about demand generation, content marketing, and personalized marketing. He also co-founded Venture Pact and previously worked in private equity at Silver Lake Partners in machine learning and in payments. Welcome to the show, Randy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so exciting. So, how did you how did you get into this business of um, content marketing in in interactive? I should say.
2: Sure, that's a good question. So, uh, <laughs> we. In the venture pack business, venture pack is, uh, is a company which helps businesses connect with development teams. And mm-hmm. um, in the early 2010s, no one had a um, mobile app. So it was like a new concept, right? So uh, it, at that time, when we were uh, doing marketing for that company, decided, we saw that our salespeople kept on getting the same question, which is, we need to build a mobile app because, again, remember, no one had a mobile app. But... How much is the cost? And there was like very little awareness or knowledge around the industry because first, the developers were new, the, app, the concept of apps, mobile apps were new, and then the marketers were new to kind of, and, and the product people and companies were new to kind of figuring out how to do this. There was a lot of education and knowledge that needed to be shared, and it was kind of hard to navigate. So we built a calculator, which was our first experiment in interactive content marketing. Um, that helped people estimate the cost of a mobile app, and um, that's kind of how we got into it. And uh, since it did really well for us, we decided to spin off a company to help uh, businesses build this, uh, to help technical knowledge, to build these stones. And that's how we, uh, that's when we launched OutGroof.
1: Wow. So you immediately saw success in sort of building the quiz out. What, what were some of the early discoveries you made when you, when you sort of launched that?
2: Yeah, so there was a few things that were really important. The first was that it, even though a, re, a really complex thing like estimating the cost of building a mobile application with a lot of moving parts, um, can mm-hmm. an estimate with just 8 to 10 questions, you can get an estimate. It's not going to be like a perfect specific number, right. but you give a ballpark range. That was the first thing. And you, you have to uh, don't go beyond 10 questions if you're really mm-hmm. trying to do it for a lead conversion type model, Right. If you're doing it as a psychology test or personality test, things like that, you might, you might go beyond. But if you're really doing a lead conversion thing, then you probably want to try to keep it under 10. The second thing we learned was that uh, we didn't just tell you like, hey, your price is you know, $53,000. We would tell, give you a range and show you how prices would vary mm-hmm. by geography. So if you need to hire someone in San Francisco, you'll be able to compare that with someone in New York or North Carolina or South America. So you can kind of see how prices vary by by location, and if you have a budget constraint, you can see, oh, this is this is not possible for me to do in the city, and to move to another city. And the mm-hmm. second thing we did was we also showed you price breakdown by feature, so you can see, oh, you know what, this feature is actually not that important, but for some reason it's super expensive. Let me remove it from my first version. And so this whole concept of building a first version that's minimally viable, you you, you know, you can kind of get a better sense of how price varies by feature because some people. You know, might say they want a feature, but it's not a super high priority and it can really impact price. So we made it, uh, not only was it, uh, did we want to kind of help people get a price estimate, but we wanted to teach them all these subtle things that are very specific to their application. Um, and so we did that. And that really helped us uh, get this calculator not only to be useful to the persons, but to get them to share it and to get mm-hmm. them to post it on forums and share it on listservs and tell their friends about it because now it's something that. Is, is really educational and uh, and that was and, and very personalized to my specific features, my specific calculator, the things that I want. So it's much well, more useful also than Also you're uh, pre
3: qualifying your lead. So the people who are actually getting that information, they're already like kind of weeding out the people who they don't want or kind of really understanding the needs of the customer.
2: Definitely. Yeah, it's a much more qualified lead, right? It's not just an email. It's an email and the answers to those, you know, five to ten questions that they've given you. Um, so you're, you get that, that the ability to segment people and say, Hey, you know what? These leads with these set of answers are going to go to marketing automation because they're not ready for sales. Uh, these leads with this level of, uh, these answers should immediately move to sales because they're about their, like at the end of their decision-making process and they're ready to buy. And so let's move them to salespeople so we can handle any questions they might have. And so you wow. can route people a lot more intelligently with that segmentation. yeah.
1: Yeah. So already my mind is blown, and I really want to talk about like the technology behind this because, like, how do you? What kind of information do you have to put in there, and how does it all like do its thing? So your hmm. the person puts their info in, and they get the response that they want. Like, I, I what is right. the intelligence behind that? I want to talk more about that. But before sure. we go there, I have to ask you, how did you meet your co-founder, and and what is your background yeah. that has led you sure. into this space? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. I met my co founder actually um, in a we were both systems engineers, uh, and mm-hmm. we met way back in college. And then uh, we kept in contact, and he was working uh, in New York with a colleague, of, with, a, with a good friend of mine, and um, he, he decided to kind of like reconnect. And, um, and at that time, I was working uh, on the investing side. Um, so my background was I had worked at tech startups. Uh, in I worked at a marketing tech company uh, helping them with like Google AdWords bidding and uh, uh, and then when Facebook launched kind of helping them think through Facebook advertising as well um, and then I worked uh, she worked at a few other uh, startups and then moved into the investing side where I got to see a lot of different tech companies uh, and what's funny is my co-founder had a relatively similar experience. He worked at tech startups and then he also had some since experience on the investing side um, and what was uh, what was cool was that when we met, uh, when we reconnected, uh, we both kind of had, had uh, witnessed across a lot of the portfolio companies and companies we were reviewing as uh, when you kind of are, you, you, you review obviously a lot of companies when you invest. And we saw that all of them had had a challenge with, with hiring tech talent and building technology. Um, and then we saw that mobile was starting to become a thing. And it was pretty clear that mobile was going to be, you know, something significant. And, that the concept of mobile app development and mobile apps was going to really be uh, a core piece of a lot of company strategies, and they would need mobile apps. So, kind of everything was coming together at that time and I think we got lucky that uh, that we were able to see a lot of companies on the other mm-hmm. side, but at the same time, um, at the same time kind of have the right, be at the right time. So, you know, it's very rare when you have such a huge shift uh, happening, right? And so... Yeah, you know, we got lucky that we were uh, we started at the right time with, with mobile taking off.
1: And what was the year that you started?
2: So this kind of um, happened mainly. We we mainly started in 2012.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, and so we yeah that was when we uh, decided to launch.
1: And, and so how how big is your company in terms of you know where you're located and how many employees you have sure. that kind of thing? Sure.
2: Yeah. So. Um, our company is uh, so based between New York, LA, um, and we have uh, 43 people in the company, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and then we have uh, we also have our product team, um, which uh, a lot of that team is also run out of India as well, and so we're okay. basically uh, between those three 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 main cities, um, and yeah, I mean it's going. Going well, it's exciting, but uh, obviously, as, as any startup is, you have to. Um, it's a roller coaster ride, so you've got to enjoy it, and you've got to handle the ups and the downs.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I won't talk to you more about that. And you know, and real quickly, who are your who are your main clients? Like, who who's coming to you? Sure. Are there are they across industry? Do you work with a specific niche? Yeah. Is there a specific size? Who are they? Sure.
2: Customers. So I would yeah. So let me kind of argue about. So we started off with a lot of mid market. B2B software companies. So B2B software companies who uh, are trying to kind of convince people, like, hey, our software helps you save time, helps you. This is our line our software, um, etc. So that's uh, there's a lot of things there that you can highlight from um, from from from, an, from using a calculator. Uh, and then we got uh, into financial services. So a lot of financial services and healthcare companies were using us to educate people about. Um, the mortgage calculators and to educate people on investing and things like that. And that touches real estate and that touches uh, lending and that touches banks. And so that's kind of how we built the financial services space and grew into other services verticals like marketing services and uh, and uh, legal services and mm, coaching services, uh, freelance finance consultants. So a lot of service companies uh, came on. Um, so that was kind of the second major uh, vertical that came on after with financial services, um, and then after those two, uh, we started expanding beyond into you know some product recommendations with e-commerce, and uh, and more kind of a fun, entertaining uh, examples like uh, sports-related quizzes and. Um, and uh, think, kind of things along the the category of like you know what you know are you a true you know Lakers fan and uh, take this quiz mm-hmm. and find out and then <laughs> right. uh, you know which Kobe Bryant shoe should or which you know shoes which basketball shoe should you buy uh, or should you try next things like that and so can kind of provide recommendations or interesting uh, entertaining uh, quizzes and experiences uh, in in sports or fan, where where you have like a fan base.
1: Wow. So it really runs the gamut there, I would and it seems like you just keep growing and growing. So we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna talk to you more about um, you know, outgrow and you know, what's sort of behind the quiz and the and the and the calculator, like what is the intelligence and the and the technology behind that? So stay tuned.
4: comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases branded content and consulting visit rhinogirlmedia.com are you a small business ready to work remotely with a cpa who is passionate and radical new vision cpa group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit NewVisionCPAGroup.com today for more information.
5: Turning hard times into good times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
4: Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. and our guest today is Randy Reyes. He is the co-founder of Outgrow, uh, which makes you know co- interactive content in the form of quizzes and calculators, and it's pretty fascinating because you know no more static content. You want to interact with your people. People don't have time <laughs> to read; <laughs> they just want their questions answered. So, Randy, you know. What goes into this, you know, like what is the intelligence behind, you know, creating, say, a calculator? You know, what are you what is going on in the back end?
2: Sure. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a great question. Um, so I think the um, the way to look at it is you can have a simple quiz, which helps people basically. Let's say you want to recommend people what type of uh, marketing they should invest in, right? So Facebook or LinkedIn or Google ads, or whatever. Um, you can have an outcome quiz, which basically tell, uh, you ask a question to the user, and if they say, I'm targeting millennials uh, or I'm targeting teenagers, you give a point to Snapchat. If they're, say, they're targeting, um, you know, people, you know, middle-aged, uh, middle-aged or, or older people for, like, you know, nursing homes, then you probably want to look at you know, maybe Google AdWords or Facebook if you're targeting the kids of the, of the elderly and things like that. So you basically give a point, and you just map the outcome, and then at the end, uh, the outcome which is mapped the most would show up. And so it's a relatively simple set of logic, uh, which based on responses, you can provide a recommendation. And that's uh, a lot of the time the quick experiences that people would build with us uh, in a, in the form of an outcome quiz, right? Um, the second example uh, so that logic is relatively straightforward. The second example of also relatively straightforward logic is a graded quiz or a test. So you have an assessment, you know, there's a right answer or a wrong answer. And so you give points for right answers and points for wrong answers. And at the end, uh, we automatically will calculate the score, right? You take which one's right, so you'll, you just sum it up. And then you can, we also calculate kind of a percentile and a rank, and so you can show other types of data around how well they performed on a certain test. And so that's an easy thing to do with a greatest quiz, right? What's harder mm-hmm. is when you want to build complex calculators, right? If you're trying to build a calculator where the formulas are very intricate, there's a lot of logic and if statements, uh, different questions combined, so uh, handles together can, can impact things. Then it can get a little more tricky, uh, but uh, we try to make it as easy as possible. So let, let me give you an example. So if you're trying to build an ROI calculator, you know you want to try to estimate the gain from using the product, the cost, and then the ROI would be the ratio, right? So the gain relative to the cost, and then uh, as a percentage. And so uh, there, you know, we have uh, we'll kind of we give you a. Uh, we give you a recommendation. So we have obviously a post explaining how to do it, and we have a whole uh, uh, formula where you can see kind of the, the, the standard formula. Then you tweak the formula for your business, right? So how to estimate gain, how to estimate cost, mm-hmm. and then to, to create the ratio. So in that case, um, the marketer or a marketer along with our uh, our team. Where we, that's why we do it. We invest a lot of support because not every marketer is a mathematician, and we understand that. So our support team really helped us, and that, that's kind of uh, something we really focus on get the sense of how to create an ROI formula or how to create a cost estimate, um, and so that can cover a lot of different scenarios. Then, the, the final scenario is when you really need to build a model. So you have, you know, maybe a set of, you know, ten thousand rows of data or a million rows of data. You want to build a model on your existing historical data to then uh, that you can then use to predict uh, for other people people who come on the the site based on their data what the outputs would be. And so there you would have to either they come up with a model and send it to us, or and we work with them on, on implementing it onto the site, or they, uh, they work with uh, we, they help, they ask us to help them kind of figure out what model to mm-hmm. use based on their historical data, and then we help them implement it uh, on the site. So that would be a more advanced application, which you can see maybe in automobile industry, um, in more advanced financial services uh, examples, uh, in more advanced kind of healthcare. Examples there, you will need where you have a lot of data and you want to build a model. based on it, you'll need some you know math skills to come up with a model and incorporate. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for all so, those things, you know, the way what we try to do is make it really easy to put the put the stuff in the formula, put the uh, so in the formula builder to put your formula into it in a in a relatively straightforward way.
1: Okay, gotcha. So I mean, it sounds like the sophistication really can vary according to what the your your customer needs. Um, right. Right. Okay. So, so I always, yeah. so yeah. I'm
3: thinking about this as you're talking about this, I'm always thinking about those silly Facebook quizzes that I take. Yeah. I was thinking so, about those too, actually. And then <laughs> I guess my question is, is how does it come back to you to convert to an ad or something else? Because like when I take those quizzes on Facebook, it seems like they go nowhere. Like I answer all the stuff and then and they have
1: all your information, Jody. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I think the way to look at it is um, when, when someone builds an experience with us, right? The way we ask, we, we kind of always ask them, is your goal to create a useful experience or is your goal to entertain the customer, right? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to entertain the user and engage them in an entertaining way? That's the first thing we ask. And the second thing we ask is where the people who are taking this quiz or calculator, where are they in the funnel, Right. So mm-hmm. if you know that I'm a very top of the funnel person and you're just trying to engage me with the brand, kind of get me, you know, let's say I might be a digital marketer and you're trying to, or I might be uh, someone in, in fitness or whatever your, your uh, kind of uh, audience is. Let's say I'm one of your audience, but I'm a top of the funnel person and still kind of browsing around. Then you might create a, a more fun quiz or a higher level quiz that, uh, that will just engage the user, you ask them a the questions. And... At the end, you mainly move them onto a marketing automation campaign. Once you get the email, you, you send them on an email list or some subscriber based on the answers they provided. Um, and so that would be a strategy to use for, for a quiz, right? Okay. Um, so you give them some output, like, uh, you know, and then you can go from there. So if you're, like, uh, an example would be, let's say you're promoting a movie and it's six months before the movie launches, but you're just trying to engage fans who, you know, if you're promoting Anchorman 2 and then you want to uh, engage fans from Anchorman 1, you might send them, you know, a quiz kind of like, you know, uh, let's see uh, how well, like, how well can you predict what's going to happen in Anchorman 2? You ask them sort of questions about it, and then you get to take their email, and you keep engaging them before you really want to have your main, uh, before the kind of the actual launch uh, six months later, and you kind of will have targeted. Then at the end, maybe a specific uh, bulk deal. Hey, buy, uh, you know, uh, how many tickets should you get for the next Anchorman show? And you hope you give them a, a calculator to show them if they buy 10 tickets for their friends and family, then they can get this price. And so you can, uh, but that would be a more bottom of the funnel example. So I would uh, basically, what we try to always tell that people is really understand, one, usefulness versus entertainment, kind of where, where you are in those, uh, the spectrum, and then where the p- people are in the funnel, and then handle those leads differently based on where they are in the funnel, the type of clues they've taken, and the answers they've provided. Wow. And well, I, I
3: would I, I would capture use- data to help, like segment them, which is amazing to me because now it's easier to reconnect with them.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And exactly. I, I mean, I would just add to that about the personas, you know, I mean, Jody and I, we, we always talk about the personas and, you know, really getting to know your customer and what it is like, how are you trying to engage them? Like, what is it that they're looking for? What, if you know, and also like, who are they? You know, cause you can't really do this. You know, that was one of the first things you mentioned when talking about it was Really who are your customers um, sure yeah so yeah. it's, it's That's a great point pretty,
2: I don't, oh. yeah go ahead I was just gonna say one thing one thing people do is they already have an email list that they've developed over maybe five years or ten years and then they want to kind of freshen up the lead because obviously over five to ten years people change they move to different roles they uh, they focus on different things uh, so people will freshen up their existing lead list and send uh, a calculator quiz. Uh, to then, so that they can then modify that lead row with the new data, and then they can better segment and have modernized data. So uh, we have a lot of people who do that where it's not just lead acquisition. They take their existing leads and they freshen them up using the, uh, the outgrow, kind of using our, uh, our different analytics and user details uh, aspects where you can take the answers and then, uh, leverage our user details and integrate it. So you can all do this on the outgrow side, and so a lot of people will do that. As well. So
1: are you distributing the quizzes and the calculators just on the, on somebody's website? Like, how are they actually distributed to
2: customers? Nice. Nice. Good, very good question. Okay. So um, the way to think about it is you create a calculator, a quiz, a recommendation tool with our site. You can then put that wherever you want, right? Mm-hmm. So some people will keep it. You can have a standalone page um, mm-hmm. and you can have the whole page be the calculator. You can have it embedded on a web, on your homepage or embedded on a, on a, a on a separate page that you already have. Um, maybe mm-hmm. uh, you can have it on the top of a blog post. So you might have a blog post about buying a home. And then at the top of the blog post or at the bottom, you might have a test about people's knowledge about buying a home or a recommendation tool to recommend homes that are relevant mm-hmm. to them. You can kind of complement the blog with it. So you can just embed it. And then, of course, you can, you know, put it, uh, if you, if you want to launch, if you want to kind of promote it via email or Facebook, um, and then, what you would do is you'd have a share image, um, and then you link the share image to the experience. So you see wow. an image on the, um, yeah. the email or Facebook. You click on it, and you're get the message. So there's different ways you can uh, incorporate the, the quiz.
1: And what, real quick, before we go to break, can people can people create the quizzes and the and the calculate the calculators right on your
2: website? Right. Yeah. So our builder. Okay. The goal of our builder. Yeah, is that you can not only build the character codes on your own, but you can actually embed it, launch it, and run the whole integration with your marketing automation, Salesforce, or CRM without needing to talk to a developer or a designer. <laughs> wow! Right, and so that's kind of our Jody
1: goal, loves which that. is very
2: ambitious. Um, <laughs> wow! So and I know I know a lot of marketers that that's like a really important thing for them, um, because it gives them full control. And so that that's something yeah. that we kind of built in as as a key goal for us is to. Make it as easy as possible, and obviously, a large enterprise customer with a very complex integration, you know, we might have to jump in, and they might need to give us someone from, from their side. But for most cases, we have been able to accomplish that where we really don't need a developer designer. Um, uh, to to for for our customers don't need it, and we don't need we don't need to give them a developer to help them uh, implement it so they can kind of do it on their own.
1: So basically, I could be writing a blog post and say I need think I need a quiz for this blog post, and then just go to your website and and fill out the formula, do the quiz, create it, and then it would be done, and then I can use it, essentially? Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay, exactly. You just wow. copy and paste. You'll just snip just <laughs> snippet a code, you copy, and you paste, and you drop it. If you want it at the top, you yeah. drop it at the top. If you want to drop it at the yeah. bottom, you kind of drop the code at the bottom, and that's basically um, that's basically it. Okay, and well, then, too,
3: I think it's a pretty good way of, of capturing engagement as well, as opposed to just, like, doing hits or whatever, because if they're actually filling something out, that's a more engaged reader right. than someone who's sure. just like a view, a page view or whatever.
1: Yeah, Definitely. I'm going to ponder all this before while we go to break. But when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Randy all about um, this amazing thing they have going on at Outgrow. So stay tuned.
4: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business
0: Network. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases branded content and consulting visit rhinogirlmedia.com are you a small business ready to work remotely with a cpa who is passionate and radical new vision cpa group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. To Let's Get Radical with Jody Padar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And before we continue on, I do have to give a quick shout out to our sponsor Intuit, and a big thank you for them to uh, for sponsoring our show. Um, and today our guest is Randy Reyes, and he is the co-founder of Outgrow, which is. Um, quizzes and calculators for your blog or your website to help build engagement. And it's pretty cool um, learning all about this because I am kind of a content marketer myself. So this has been really good information for me as well. But Randy, I want to talk to you about like how you started your business. And, you know, you initially said in, in the beginning of the show that you were part of some other tech startups and um mm-hmm you know, on the investment side, but when you decided that you were going to actually make this into a business, what did it feel like to actually jump to be the co-founder versus just an employee or part of something?
2: Yeah. So I think um, it's a really good question. And I think obviously there's a very big difference between an employee and a founder, right? And the difference is um, your stress level. (laughs) So the first part is the stress level and responsibility and the risk. So as a as a uh, as a founder or a co-founder, um, you are a little more tied to the business, and you're responsible for a lot of things. Because at the beginning, you don't have a CFO, you don't have a, a, a general counsel, you don't have a uh, uh, you don't have a head of accounting, you don't have a, a head of HR. So there's a lot of things you don't have, and so you have to take that responsibility off, Right? Um, whereas right. As, as an employee, you didn't have that. Um, and then, um, so I think that's the first thing, which is there's a lot more uh, kind of, there's a lot more hats you have to wear. And then um, there's a lot more, you have, when you're building something from scratch, um, it's kind of hard to convince a company to, especially really early on, when you don't have case studies, when you don't have uh, real examples and data to show people, right, um, then you're basically asking people to bet on you as an individual mm-hmm. And that's a bit uh, that's hard uh, to get people around that because people, obviously, uh, when they buy a product, especially a product they want to use a lot, they want to be comfortable with it. So those are all challenges that, you know, every startup faces. Um, And so we kind of took the route of let's start with people and companies uh, that we already have a relationship with uh, because those are people who already have worked with us and they have that level of trust, so they're more willing to – purchase a product uh, when, even if we don't have, you know, 10 case studies in their industry. And so that was a really good way to start so that we could get, we validate the product, validate the concept, uh, and then are able to, you know, get great ROI for these early people who we give a great deal. Um, but once you're able to say, okay, these people have gotten a great ROI, um, then we can move on to uh, other customers. And once you start to be able to get companies who have no pre-existing relationship with you to find, to see the value of the product, uh, use the product and then uh, get, generate an ROI. That's when you start saying, "Okay, this is something special. This is, or this is something that uh, can be a viable business." And so that's kind mm-hmm. of the, the way we looked at it.
3: And when did you, when you started? Did you bootstrap it, or did you uh, go for funding initially? Or and what made you decide to do it the way you did it?
2: Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, and I think, uh, that's a good question because I think there's no right answers to the funding question. I think it really depends on your business and where you got, where you are in your kind of state. Uh, we, uh, so on the venture pack side, which was our, uh, we, uh, were able to bootstrap the business because it's more service, service based business. Um, we, we kind of did some consulting as well, like deaf consulting on the side to help finance the venture pack business. So we basically said, oh, we're going to, uh, through consulting, we can finance the company, so we get service revenue right up front. Uh, and then the chat, But if we did pure, pro- if you do a pure product, it's very hard to bootstrap uh, right. because you, 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 the the revenue is delayed until product launch, uh, and then you have to figure out a way to sell it. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done before launch. So It's a bit harder to bootstrap. Uh, whereas um, whereas with services up front, you can you're able to get enough money. To at least sustain uh, sustain a, sustain a, a, a ba- the basic product development process. So that's kind of the route we took, uh, which also is a little more risky because you don't have as much of a buffer. If you raise a big round, then you have a buffer, uh, so you can take a risk. And if that doesn't work, you know you have uh, you have some safety net. Um, so it is a bit riskier, but it also gives you a lot more flexibility, and um, and you, you you save time. You don't have to spend a lot of time in raising money. Uh, dealing with investors, and then you have less flexibility once you raise sometimes because you never know kind of how it might play out with investors, so there's kind of a lot of different things that uh, go into it, so we said let 's at least try the bootstrap trials uh, as much as we can uh and then if we really have to we'll 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 deal with it, but if we don 't have to, then why why should we those is the kind of the mentality we had, and it worked ended up working out for us uh, that way
3: so that's cool, so wow. you've grown like um, you know, you've only been around a, a what four years or five years maybe, and you've grown yep. significantly. If you have about forty something folks working for you, um, how has it been to grow that quickly over four years, with essentially adding ten employees a year, yeah. if not
2: more? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a little it's it's actually uh, just over five years, but just to give you uh, but it, I, I, your main question, which is around how to how, how does how does it feel and how do, how to uh, how to handle that. Um, right. So I think there's a very big difference between a company with five people and a company with 15 people. And it kind of as you as you grow, because what happens is um, the the culture of the company uh, really early on is all hands on deck and it's complete hustle mode. Right. Uh, and so you're kind of building something from the ground up. And that's kind of the culture of the person. So, like, you know, we just need to, let's, you know, we have to work super hard and where nothing is guaranteed and we need to kind of uh, really figure out, uh, you know, every day kind of what we're doing and, and know that we it's going to be a, a an insane, you know, start. Um, but then as you grow, the, what happens is you have to figure out, okay, who are you going to put in positions of leadership? And then uh, who's reporting to who and how to manage uh, and then how to build a culture and how to communicate that to people and then how to set expectations with new employees where it's no longer, you know, Just kind of, uh, it's it's no longer just like crazy hours and crazy, uh, uh, like crazy hustle. right? people, it's a little more, uh, it's it's a little more kind of um, uh, reasonable, I would say. So I think so the the beginning. So I think that so kind of managing that uh, transition, which is like, okay, we're now gonna, uh, we're now gonna make sure that we communicate. These are the things that matter to us. Like I'll give you an example. Like for us, we always communicate that. Uh, accountability and reliability are really important to us. So anyone who comes in, they're accountable and reliable to the work that they have to get done. The second mm-hmm. thing is they need to be very positive, right? Because in any role, there's always stuff that goes on during a day that's not amazing, right? So uh, there's ups and downs. And so you need who are positive who are going to be able to handle uh, a, a, some issue or some challenge that might come up, be able to handle it in a positive way, right? So mm-hmm. if we're traveling to an event and the flight's delayed, we have, you know, everyone's still positive and they're not being super negative and, and, uh, and frustrated with the delay. They're like, hey, this is something out of our control. We can at least do our best. So that's another thing we really look for. And then another, uh, the, the final thing we try to really stress on is the importance of communication in our company. Um, and so uh, we say you have to communicate regularly, respectfully, and clearly. Right? And this mm-hmm. is super important because if you're doing those three things, you're competing irregularly or promptly with your prompt, and then you're very clear and you're, and you're speaking with respect, then most issues are going to be resolved because you'll be able to identify an issue much earlier and be able to resolve it quicker. So, those are a few things that we really kind of put it as the foundation. Uh, and those are things which we kind of repeat maybe more times than we should, but I think it's important to keep repeating it as the company grows because now um, people are not just, uh, the culture is not just followed by example. It's also, you know, needs to be communicated. And so that's, uh, uh, one challenge that comes up which is, is is how to make sure people are very well aware especially when you have uh, multiple uh, teams in different locations
1: wow i love that i love having setting up the foundation as you grow and really like focusing on you know what what's important to you um, and setting that into place i mean how how have you communicated with your people is it do you use technology do you get together in person every once in a while like how do you do that
2: how, how do we how do we create culture yeah uh, sure um, so I think well so first is uh, obviously when we say these things like communicate a lot and we say the importance of being positive and those things we obviously do that as well so we regularly show uh, and uh, the, and uh, whenever in, in meetings or in in, uh, in company in all enhancement, in, in, in kind of Conferences or meetings or whenever we're kind of with a team, we try to show that. So you kind of show that we're positive, show that we communicate clearly with people, set expectations early on. We try to do those things. So that's number one. The second thing is when we when we have a sort of interaction or an example of someone who's done that well, we share it. So Mm -hmm. when someone, so we kind of um, compliment uh, and reward uh, those people who. Have shown that behavior, right? So if there's a thread, or that someone has uh, uh, either on, on support or a thread on email, which is uh, just a great thread, which truly really shows uh, some of these uh, some of these key features we try to highlight, we'll share that with the rest of the team, so that they can see, you know, wow, this is this is a, an example of how this has benefited the customer, and how this kind of uh, uh, this approach works. So we try to reward. Um, compliment and and, uh, and celebrate these kind of uh, moments where people have done, have, do something, kind of go above and beyond, or do something that's in line with our culture. Um, and then another thing we try to do is make sure we're giving credit. So um, if someone, let's say uh, a salesperson closes a deal, and what helps close the deal is a civic teacher uh, that was built by a tech person, a deaf, someone on the deaf side, and the idea comes from someone on product. Um, and so then we'll share, we, we will then share that, hey, you know, this person in marketing helped generate this lead. This person in product helped create a feature. It came up with the idea for this feature. And this person in dev implemented this feature. All of that together, along with our good support response during the free trial, helped us acquire this customer. And so it's mm-hmm. not just, okay, great job to salesperson. We kind of celebrate everyone's performance. And this mm-hmm. kind of helps people right. also uh, do things. So we try to really involve everyone and, uh, and do things like that to um, uh to reward and celebrate the behavior that is in line with our culture.
1: Quick question before we go to break. Do you have a favorite tool or uh, technology that you use to communicate with each other while you are all, you know, in your various places like chat or video or, you know, a favorite go-to tool? Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good question. So um, there's a few different uh, tools that we use depending on, uh, on the situation. So, Obviously, so we, we started out before slack and we used Skype a lot um, during that mm-hmm. time uh, we used asana for our task management and handling uh, um, tasks and assignments on the market on the um, on the tech side we use JIRA for for tracking and that kind of communication mm-hmm. on that side and then um, we used uber conference as well for uh or kind of demos, and and, and when we when we want to kind of show a presentation or something like that, we can use we use Uber Conference. Um, so those are the main ones we that we use. Okay, uh, that's yeah. great.
1: That's great. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Randy about Outgrow and um, talk a little bit about ROI and what's next for the company. So stay tuned.
4: america business network the bottom line in business
0: advance and evolve liz gold owner of rhino girl media provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world her specialty is simplifying the complex finding the juice in any story and helping people find their voice Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information.
4: Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies.
0: To Let's Get Radical with Jody Padar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at let's letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold and I'm here with Jody Padar, and our guest today is Randy Reyes. He's from outgrow and um so our the roi i feel like is outstanding like you have some you have a quote on your website that says some of our calculators have seen conversions of over 40 to 50 percent so overwhelm us with some statistics regarding the roi results that you've seen or your customers have seen
2: yeah yeah so we've had customers generate over fifty thousand leads in a month um we've had customers generate uh we've had we've had some really high conversion rates uh but where you get over 60% lead conversion rate. Um, and this is usually mm-hmm. done when you have a giveaway or an award uh, or a raffle prize uh, with the lead gen. So it's not just a lead gen. You also have something associated with it, like an offer. And then you can get really high conversion rates on that uh, as well. Um, but yeah, you can even, even without the offer, you can get 40 to 50% conversion rate. Um, The So other things that you generate are you, you end up getting uh, like a low, lower bounce rate. So you see bounce rate drop by uh, over 20%. And then you see, uh, for over time, you develop more search traffic. When you when you create like our mobile app cost calculator generated, uh, for us over 15% boost in search traffic, which was a huge boost because that was something people were searching for a lot. So if you do it, if you intelligently handle SEO, you get a nice boost in search traffic. Um, And then Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, completion rates and uh, and and reach. So uh, most people, when especially entertaining content so what, well, on Facebook, what people have found is that on organic reach on Facebook, without a pay dad, without paying anything, they're able to, uh, for a good and relevant quiz that's entertaining, they post on their site, they're able to increase their reach by over four times the, mo- their, the maximum reach they achieved on other posts, wow. the regular text posts. Hmm. And it's a huge boost. Um, and it's mainly because that's what people are on Facebook for is to kind of, they want to find something entertaining, right? They're kind of just trying to mm-hmm. spend some time. They have some free time between, uh, between meetings or on, on the, you know, before they get onto a subway or whatever, they're kind of in between things. So if you kind of have something engaging and fun, you're more likely to get people to, to engage with it. And so that's a great, um, way uh, to, 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 really promote the fun and top of the funnel types of experiences is really pushing on Facebook. And we've seen that be very successful.
1: So let me ask you this. Have you ever had a customer, you know, say, okay, we're we're going to generate this quiz. And then they come back to you and say, holy smoke, we got so many leads. We don't even have the infrastructure to handle all these, this new business. I mean, have you had that happen?
2: Yes. Yeah. So we have had that happen, especially with with the companies that generate like a ton of leads in a month. And then they just don't have the infrastructure to handle that. Yeah. So we we haven't happen a lot. So the first thing we tell them is, but the one on email, like, so at least have some level of segmentation and some level of email. You don't need to call everyone, right? So first, the first thing you do is segment, right? So you mm-hmm. have these, whatever, 55,000 leads. Let's separate them out. Um, uh, and then let's really choose the – how many of these can you actually call right now with the infrastructure you have? Okay, so let's mm-hmm. choose the best ones based on, whatever question, based on whatever criteria we think is best. You bring your sales team in. You kind of do some lead scoring system. And then those are the people that call everyone else. You put on maybe two or three different email campaigns based on their category. And that way you don't have to call everyone. And then over time you can add in people who are closest to, you know, the, the next best set of leads, try calling them. So you kind of have to, um, you have to obviously, uh, be intelligent because if you try calling everyone, then you're not going to be able to give, no one is going to have a good experience because you're kind of running auto dialers and you're not going to be able to properly handle right. them, uh, so you kind of have to, you have to manage it in a way where really prioritize the leads first and then handle it, see what you can handle uh, and, and right. give those people the experience. That's what we can tell people.
1: This is why it's helpful to have marketing teams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, so so Liz, work on that quiz for me. <laughs> so Randy, <laughs> so tell us what's next for you guys. Where are you going to be in
2: a year? Sure. So um, we, we invest aggressively in, in the product. So in adding features, improving functionality, improving speed, improving experience, adding more options and capabilities uh, while keeping it very simple. It's a very uh, interesting challenge to continue to hone and improve the product. So we'll continue to do that, and that's kind of a big investment that we're going to continue making uh, into product features and functionality. Um, The second thing we're doing is really scaling sales and customer success um, to handle, uh, obviously, the increase in uh, customers, you need to have a lot of customer success. So one of the things we do more than most uh, software companies is we, uh, we we spend a lot more support and success uh, because uh, we want to make it as easy as possible for people to get a quick reply to handle that. So that's another mm-hmm. thing we're going to continue to do. Um, and then the last thing is we're building out our, our agency. We've been building out agency partnerships for the last year and we're going to invest in that a lot more aggressively. So a lot of marketing agencies will partner with us and be able to uh, provide outgrow to their customers. So the, our agency will build the experience and the content, and then they'll use our software in the back end. And so it's a much, it's this for sort the of company. Uh, it's a much better experience for the clients. And then the marketing agency is able to do a lot more uh, and a, a lot faster and leverage their key creative and content skills. So we're going to be building out our agency partnership program and aggressively the, the next year.
1: Wow. Okay, everybody, go check out Outgrow. You're not going to want to. Um not have a quiz or a calculator on your on your website or wherever now so randy thank you so much for joining us today it's been an awesome to talk to you and um you know you can find us on itunes and stitcher always write us a review send us an email at jody and liz at let's dot o-r-g what else jody anything else
3: Nope, leave us some love. You know that. That's my thing, Liz.
1: Yeah, and uh, we have some great guests lined up for you in the future, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned to Let's Get Radical. Again, thank you so much, Randy, and we will talk to you next time.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical.